Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As I was speaking last night about the challenge that the church offers us in keeping vigil as one of the paths in which the church offers us for our sanctification, for our mind becoming shaped by the mind of the church to receive, to form within us the mind of Christ, because the world around us in its pragmatism and utilitarian ways of doing things, uh, this has affected most of Christianity to where if we have some kind of celebration or something, it's either completely emotional and over the top, or it's very succinct, takes about five minutes, and then we move on with the rest of the things that we need to do. You know, make money, make money, think about making money. Spend money, there we go. There's the other part, why we need to make the money, spend the money. Do what? Fight over money, yes, the lawyer speaks. <laughs> Not you, but you, ha- you get to witness all the time fighting over money. So with the feast of the Nativity of the Theotokos, I especially towards the end uh, talked about the ways in which the church forms us through the liturgical cycle and also the liturgical year, not just holding vigil, but having throughout the year that we have sacred time. And the church offers us an entire cycle of feasts, not only just feasts throughout the year, but it punctuates, it notes, it soaks every hour in our entire day. So we have a daily cycle, a weekly cycle, when then we have the festal cycle. And one of the great challenges, I think, that we encounter with this, that we hear reverberating throughout all of the vigil service is this emphasis on rejoice, rejoice, sing, clap your hands, dance. And all of creation is doing this. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll go through an entire vigil and my heart doesn't seem to really rejoice. It doesn't really dance. Or maybe in the vigil there's little points, but that day and then the next day have a festal liturgy, raise up our hearts to God, and then about two hours later my mind just sinks right back down. This is a great challenge, I think, for us to rejoice. And I don't mean saccharine, sweet rejoicing, but I mean a deep sense of the joy that God has done something new, that he is doing something new, that he has, especially in coming in the flesh, changed everything. That is why we celebrate this Feast of the Nativity of the Theotokos. It's because she's the bearer of God. Because we see in her the beginning of the annulling of the curse, the blessing that Christ gives. And so for us to learn how to truly rejoice, the church offers these feasts. So, some practical things. This feast lasts for a certain period of time. Typically, feasts last for about an octave, about seven, eight days, right? So incorporate the Treparian into your daily prayers. Learn how to sing the Treparian. The music is on the OCA website. If you want a copy of it, let me know. 
I can probably find a YouTube link that will sing it for you if you struggle with singing. And if really we get down to it and I need to record myself bumbling along singing it, then you can bumble along with me. I, maybe I'll ask somebody else because I might hit a wrong note and then we're just going to skew the entire Chaparian for years to come. So, But the idea is that we actually punctuate and recall and celebrate these things, that we actually rejoice in the feast. All of our hymnody resounds with this. The scriptures resound with this. So one of the practical suggestions that I saw from uh, Father Justin up at St. Athanasius outside of Lexington, he said, I think this is especially for families, bake a cake for the mother of God. It's her birthday. Kids, who doesn't like cake? Well, maybe you have somebody who doesn't like cake. Make a pie, make <coughs> cupcakes, whatever it is to celebrate, especially for the kids, so that they can punctuate their life with these particular advents, uh, almost invasion of God's grace into the world to elevate it, to sanctify it, to bring it up into heaven, so that we can especially rejoice in the feast. Now, and on a more serious note, or a deeper note, how do we actually find deep joy? Well, I'm going to suggest the example of the Theotokos. That if we learn to accept, as she did, whatever the will of God is, that she was ready to hear it and to obey it, if we accept God's will for us, whatever comes our way, that we see it as coming from God, and it's something to learn and that out of his love, he is shaping us, disciplining us, loving us as a father does. We will actually grumble less, complain less, uh, see uh, just what is bad, what is rotten in Denmark, right? Less. Because we are accepting it and seeing it coming from God instead of just an annoyance, Right? The person who cuts you off, uh, somebody in your family that you may be married into, or your spouse could probably think of the same thing at the same time. All of these practical things that cloud over. This is the example of the Theotokos. Cling to God, accept his will, even if it means that your son is crucified. You are there lamenting, but in the presence of God, so that he comes, sanctifies, glorifies, and exalts because we have held on to him. Guess what? That's also our Lord, right? Even on the cross, it's your will, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.